Welcome back. This is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector. Welcome back to um, part two um, in the series of the Status Conference. I'm fixing my chair. In the Status Conference series. And um, in part one of the series, I told you the story of me being running around the courtroom, being locked out, and I couldn't get into the status conference. So um, if you have not checked out that episode, make sure you check out that episode. And matter of fact, I'll do one better for you. I will put the link to that episode in the description box. And if you're on YouTube, I'll make sure that the video will be available for you right at the end. Okay. So make sure that you check out that episode. It's going to tell you about all my drama of being locked out um, when I'm trying to get into the hearing for my status conference. So, um, let's see. Um, so here's the thing with me being locked out. That was only one part of the story. The other part of the story was that the debt buyer, the debt collector, Midland funding, they didn't show up either. Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you, the judge is probably saying these jerks, you know what I'm saying? But you know what? In my defense, I did everything I could. I was trying to get to that hearing. I check out episode one. Anyway, so, you know, in my defense, I did try. And you know, how's the saying go? Nothing beats a defeat, but a try, right? Well, I tried. <laughs> anyway, so let's see, where are we? Um, to give you a quick recap, let me scroll up a little bit. To give you a quick recap, the judge scheduled the hearing, the second part of the hearing, because nobody showed up at the first one. He scheduled the second part of the hearing as an order to show cause. Well, with it being an order to show cause, what that means is um, it was directed at the debt collector because they were the ones that filed the lawsuit. And so they were going to be the ones that were penalized for um, not showing up at that hearing. And the order to show cause meant that the judge wanted a good reason why they blew off the hearing. And if it wasn't good enough, then he was going to charge them sanctions for wasting his time and the court's time. And the crazy thing about that is um, all eyes were on them. The judge didn't even regard me at all. I mean, so, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to fly below radar, even though I was running around the courtroom trying to get, you know, on the outside of the courtroom trying to get in. But that's okay. Thank you for my grace. <laughs> um, so, but. Here's the thing. As I go into um, the second part of this story, I need you to hang in there until the end. There's going to be some juice in this story and you don't want to miss it. Okay. So anyway, unlike the initial status conference and, and the hearing, I was not required to do anything at all. Oh my God. All eyes were on them. And, um, we were still during COVID at this time. So we were still restricted to having a phone hearing. We still were not allowed in the courtroom. But 
I know I said in my defense, but this time I was ready. They weren't going to catch me twice. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but let me tell you what I did do right. With neither the plaintiff, Midland Funding, nor myself, defendant, with us both not showing up to the status conference, the judge had limited information to be able to uh, draw any kind of conclusion on the case or the status or, you know, where we were in the process. And, and what I mean by this is that um, I was the only one that submitted my statement. They registered for the hearing, but they never submitted their statement and they didn't show up. So the only information that the judge had to go off of was the picture that I wanted to paint for him. So, well, why does that matter, right? I'm glad you asked. Here's a little background. Um, after Midland Funding filed the lawsuit and they served me, I crafted my answer so well that um, I discredited them and their claims to the lawsuit. And I never heard from them again. Literally, poof, they vanished. <laughs> and um, at the time of the stat at the time the status conference was scheduled, we were three months shy of the two-year anniversary of them filing the lawsuit. And so what I did in my statement is I took the opportunity to drive that point home so that the judge would remember, or he would remember that, and, you know, it's been two years and, you know, they haven't done anything, you know? So um, when nobody showed up <laughs> in the initial conference or the status conference, the judge scheduled the new hearing, the order to show cause. And guess what day he scheduled it? for. Yep, you got it. He scheduled it for the two-year anniversary of when they filed the lawsuit. So why is that important? It's because that let me know that the judge read my information. Okay, because mind you, he had other cases and he could have just scheduled it on any day he wanted and just sent it out. But that was something that, you know, I was able to drive home and he remembered. So that worked in my favor. So I'm really, 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 really proud of that. So um, boom, on to the next. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was excited that he had read my statement. But here's the thing. I am going to, in this series, part three, I am going to give you some tips on how to structure your statement. So make sure you stay tuned. It's really important because um, if you know how to structure it properly, well, let me say it this way. I don't just teach you how to um, avoid a default judgment. I also show you how to position yourself to have your case dismissed. And this is a prime example of that. So make sure you stay tuned for part three, okay? Anyway, so got some fun stuff here for you. Hold on a second. Um, as we were um, going into the next hearing, okay, it was the, the order to show cause. Again, COVID had to do a phone hearing. So um, 
my heart was fluttering. I don't even know why my heart was fluttering because um, they didn't care about me. The eyes were not on me. It was all about them, right? But here's the thing. Um, I had to call um, the hotline. And so when I called the hotline, a woman answered. And she took my information. And I told her my name. And I said, oh, this is Terry. I'm the defendant. Terry Jordan, I'm the defendant. And she told me, okay, the judge would be with me in a, you know, shortly or be with us. Everybody else that was on the line also would be with us shortly. So then um, I was waiting patiently, had to wait. And then um, here comes the judge. So immediately they announced him and he got right into the cases. Um, my case wasn't the first case he came up with, you know, because with by name. So anyway, but um, then finally um, he called Midland Funding versus Terry Jordan. And, um, what? What? There were crickets, not a word. So he called my case again, Terry, uh, Midland Funding versus Terry Jordan. Again, nothing, right? Oh. So in the meantime, um, he was just about to move on and I am busy trying to take my phone off of me. I couldn't get it off of you. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to miss my opportunity. I couldn't get my phone off of me. I'm like, crap. Anyway, so finally, after I got done fumbling over my phone, I was able to take it off of mute. And I said, your honor, your honor, you know, this is Terry Jordan. I'm the defendant. And um, he said, immediately, he said, so what do you want? Now, I'm not going to lie. I did not expect him to give me the option. But I knew that I had to respond quickly because if I didn't, he was just going to move on without me. So I asked him, I said, Your Honor, can we have the case dismissed? He said, case dismissed. What? Wait, what? What? You know, and I'm saying, so it, it was just that easy? Wow. And then he said, I will have the clerk... Um, draw up the order. Um, I'll type up the order for you. And I'm like, what? Huh? Hmm. So um, it was literally over that quick. All of the stress and the anxiety and, you know, the feelings of inadequacy that I had, it was over just like that. Isn't that dope? Anyway, all right. So now, here is my takeaway for you when you get to the point of your status conference. Okay, and really this is from the beginning of your lawsuit. One, have a plan. Be intentional about what you put in writing. Okay, whether that is how you, how you answer the lawsuit, um, whether that's how you frame the status conference statements, or even if you end up having to um, take that extra step, there was one case that I did take the extra step where there's discovery. So if you have to respond to the discovery questions, be intentional, okay? Two, you are going to experience some bumps in the road. And some of them are gonna give you a flat tire, okay? Fix the tire and get back on the road. 
I was locked out of the courtroom. I'm running around like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? And I'm calling, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find anybody that would just listen to me to help me get through the situation. Okay, so that was my flat tire. So all I'm saying is fix the flat tire, get back on the road. But believe it or not, um, even though I was locked out of the courtroom, I did take certain precautions. One, I um, took my phone. I took pictures of the hallway and the outside of the courtroom. Okay, I um, found somebody that wrote me a statement, you know, acknowledging um, that I was at court and what time I was there, you know, and I had a copy of that. And um, I screenshot the information to show that I was trying to register, but it didn't allow me to, um, to get in. Okay, and um, I did that so that if I had to defend myself, I could prove my intentions to the judge. The judge doesn't want to just give you a, a penalty just because, you know, you didn't follow something to the letter. If there's a good enough reason, look, they gave them a whole nother hearing as an order to show cause. So all I'm saying is cover your butt, CYA, cover your butt. Anyway, um, and number three, be ready. When the judge says, what do you want? Because something suddenly turns in your favor. You better know what you want, because if you don't, he's going to pass you over. If you are unsure, he's not going to spend the time. He's not, he's not going to do it. Okay. He doesn't get paid enough with all the cases that he has to go through. So, and if you have taken my course, the emergency defense course, I'll put that also in the description box. If you have taken my course, then you know, I always say, um, our only goal is to have the case dismissed. Us helping you to avoid the default judgment, that's part of the picture. That's a big part of the picture. But I also helped you to position yourself so that you can have your case dismissed. This was an example of me having the, my case dismissed. Okay. And that's why it's important that, that you're intentional about what you put in writing, that your answers are crafted really, really well. Okay. So thank you so much for staying until the end. This is Terry Jordan Adams. And I want to remind you that you've got to check out um, the third part of the conference um, series, the status conference series, because that's where I'm going to give you some tips on how to structure your statement. So this is Terry Jordan Adams again with Sued by the Debt Collector. If you haven't clicked that subscribe button or that follow button, please do so right now. And we would appreciate a big thumbs up and that gives us a like and we can spread the word that we are here to help. Anyway, you can catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or any podcast channel you're looking for. And uh, as always, we are on YouTube. And uh, thank you again for joining. And we will see you in part three. Don't forget, part three of the Status Conference series. Thank you so much. And you have a good one until the next episode. Take care.